I'm Erica. I'm Sarah. And I'm Steve. Christ has risen today. Hallelujah. 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 Um, so we've been talking about uh, our favorite Easter hymns or Easter hymns that uh, in general we think that the world should know more about or just refresh our memories about, you know, good, good old Easter hymns that we sing every year. Uh, so, Steve, we've not yet heard from you. What Easter hymn are we going to talk about today? I would like to uh, share with you, if you are not previously familiar with, a hymn text that is known just as The Risen Christ. Uh, the hymn text is by Nigel Weaver. It's a relatively recently written. Nigel Weaver was born in the 1950s, uh, so it's a relatively recent hymn, and I will confess I only have known this hymn for maybe the last 10 years or so. Um, and so um, uh, the, the the text is is newer to the wider church. Um, in, in the settings where I serve, we often use this um, on Holy Saturday, on the, on the Easter vigil at the end of the service, um, or in the weeks after Easter Sunday, because one of the things I really, really like about this text is it explores what the resurrection means beyond just the day of Easter Sunday. And what Erica was talking in our last episode about how there's that temptation after Easter Sunday for like the reality of Easterness to kind of just fizzle out like it sparkles and fades. <laughs> Um, the same way that like the Easter lilies like start to shrivel up at like we time it so that they're all open on Easter Sunday and everybody's allergies are acting up. But then like the, the weeks after that, they look sadder and sadder and sadder. Um, but I like that this text explores Jesus still risenness and also images of what what's he doing now. So if, if, if it suits you, um, I'll read the there are four stanzas to this text. Um, and um, we, we, we don't necessarily need to talk about melodies, but the, the text itself goes like this. The risen Christ who walks on wounded feet from garden tomb through darkened city street unlocks the door of grief, despair, and fear and speaks a word of peace to all who hear. The risen Christ who stands with wounded side breathes out his spirit on them to abide whose faith still wavers, who dare not believe, new grace, new strength, new purpose they receive. The risen Christ, who breaks with wounded hand the bread for those who fail to understand, reveals himself despite their lingering tears and flames their hearts, then quickly disappears. May we, Christ's body, walk and serve and stand with those oppressed in this and every land till all are blessed and can a blessing be restored in Christ to true humanity. Mm. So there's a lot I like about that hymn text, I'll just say. And I think the thing that jumps out at me, especially in this hymn text, um, is the recurring imagery of Jesus being alive and wounded. And to me, that's one of the most um, one, of, one of the most powerful details in so many of the post-resurrection stories in the Gospels is that 
resurrection that Easter doesn't undo Good Friday but comes through it and that it's the very scars that mark Jesus' body that are evidence that it's him who really had come through death in the first place. Um, so rather than erasing them or pretending that the bad thing didn't happen, that the resurrection is about the bad thing happened and we've come through it rather than we pretend it's not there. And to me, that, there's a, that, that by itself will preach. I mean, that by itself is there's, there's important good theology there. There is, but then when you pair that, verse four, yes, right? Everything that you just said, and then verse four, may we, Christ's body, you know, that body that is wounded, um, walk and serve and stand with those oppressed in this and every land, Um, because those who are oppressed, those are our wounds, right? Because they are us. Like we are all together, the body of Christ. And when there's oppression, there is hurt. And that hurt is part of us. Like I can't just say that, oh yes, I do not experience oppression or hurt. So therefore the body of Christ is fine. When no, I'm just a tiny little cell, one little tiny part of the body of Christ who is apparently just ignoring the fact that the foot hurts or the hand hurts or whatever, um, because there is hurt in the body of Christ. And one of the things I love about a text like this is that, yeah, I think that there's a danger in Easter hymnody of locating all the good news or the situation with, okay, the tomb is empty. All of our problems are solved when like, no, Jesus is alive, but we still live in a world where there's hurt and brokenness. And what are we supposed to do about it? How do we speak a word of hope? Um, And how does that hope say something to right now and not just, well, right now I'll be miserable, but when you die, you'll get to go to heaven. But like, what's the hope for living as people with wounds and scars or for the wounded people among us um, right here and now? And that idea that the, the, the people who call themselves the body of Christ, broken or scarred as we are too, are called to be uh, present in the midst of all that and to attend to healing uh, and help for, for one another as well. Yeah, th- 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 that move in the fourth verse, um, it's, I, I think that the text would be overly sentimental if it didn't have that, that final verse. So I'm, I'm really appreciative. And I, I want to give full credit to Nigel Weaver on that one too, that like, this wasn't like he wrote the first three and then somebody came along and said, well, I read another verse that like completes the thought. Sometimes I'll see that. Sometimes I'll see a hymn and the fourth verse feels really different. I'm like, boy, where'd that come from? And you'll look down, oh, somebody else just, you know, was writing a piggyback song and they just added uh, a verse uh, that they thought would fit. But Nigel Weaver gets full credit. Um, there's even that connection that uh, in the first three verses, there's different things that are wounded in Jesus. It's the, you know, Christ who walks on wounded feet, who stands on wounded side, who breaks with wounded hand. And then that, that imagery, those verbs come back in the fourth verse that we're called to walk and serve and stand the same things Jesus did in the first three verses. Now we're called to do. And I, I, I would also call attention to um, the, the middle verses and the way it talks about the stories about persistent doubt among Jesus followers and that that's something that's worth naming and not being afraid of that the, the the middle verses in this hymn text talk about how Jesus has come for those whose faith still wavers who can't bring themselves to believe yet the people who still have who fail to understand um, I mean those are references back to the, the the story of Thomas in in John 20 and the story of the walk to Emmaus in uh, Luke 24 where it's it's not that Jesus isn't 
uh, risen yet, but that people can't believe it yet. I mean, it, it sounds too good to be true. And that instead of a hymn text that kind of triumphantly says, um, Jesus rises and all of our doubts go away, Jesus rises. And sometimes we still really struggle because that sounds really hard to believe. Um, and I'm trying to, we all still wrestle with how do I reorient my, my understanding of the universe if, if now resurrection is a thing. Um, that I, I appreciate a hymn text that, that can be okay with sometimes that's where I'm at. That's where all of us are at in that place of struggle and of doubt rather than um, again, sort of like steamrolling over it with you have to believe this thing. I guess I think too, that the one of the things I really like about this hymn text and certainly about the one that we started this series with the now the green blade rises with its minor keenness is that it kind of avoids Easter triumphalism. And I know that might sound weird because mm -hmm. if there's a season for triumph, yeah, Easter is it, right? This is the feast of victory, baby. Um, and yet, like, that can sometimes be like a steamrolling of, sorry, you're not allowed to be sad about anything, or sorry, somebody in your life has died, sorry, you're not allowed to be grieving anymore because it's Easter. Um, and there are times when we sometimes pick up that triumphalism in church life. And I, I, I think that is fraught with all kinds of danger. So I'm appreciative of hymn texts that can let us uh, both be joyful and also not get too big for our britches, so to speak. I agree, Steve. I, I think both this hymn and the one that Sarah mentioned brings forth that, you know, the Good Friday-ness yeah. of the Easter story, if, if I can make that, <laughs> yeah. kind of make that up. Um, because like you said, so, so often, especially like the, the hymn I mentioned last week, you know, it is about the triumph and everything, and we forget about um, the church tends to go from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday yeah. and forgets about Holy Week yeah. and what happened. And I'm not familiar with your tune, with your text either, but like just hearing about the wounded hands and the wounded feet, the wounded side, all those pieces in, in the oppression, like, I wish I had a Lutheran hymnal. <laughs> <laughs> Because these, you know, I, I have the 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 Green Blade um, song in my hymnal, but like this one is just there's so much power to this song um, that is still very much Easter, yeah, but looks so different than what I grew up singing and learning and being taught about Easter. Yeah, and for for me, this is one of the things I so appreciate about. Um, it, this is across denominations, I think, but I'm appreciative that uh, I, I'm I have been a part of a tradition that that treats Easter like as a, this 50 day season that allows us to look at different angles over mm -hmm. the course of those weeks. And again, sometimes as as a preacher, as you're you know coming around the corner on week six or seven, it's like okay, what are we gonna say? And like that, it can feel like okay, we've been doing this for a while every year. Um, but I appreciate that that also allows us to say there are moments of just pure sheer joy and triumph, and then there's also and, and for me, I appreciate that the way our lectionary is set up every year, the Sunday after Easter is Thomas Sunday. So we hear that mm -hmm. story that is tinged with like, uh, if it's a color palette, like after all the pastel pinks and purples and, you know, light minty greens, like there's this, this streak of blue where, you know, Thomas appears and doubts and can't believe. Mm -hmm. And um, like that, that it feels 
disappointing. Like, like, but everybody's seen him alive again. You still can't believe. And yet Jesus bears with him and shows up and it's okay. And Thomas doesn't get kicked out of the, the church because he struggles to believe. And for that matter, Cleopas and Mrs. Cleopas don't get kicked out of the club either because they struggle to believe that there's instead this um, Jesus meeting us when we keep struggling at this. And I, I guess to me, that feels like a much more honest read of even how the resurrection stories in the gospels play out too. That even on the day itself of Easter Sunday, it most of it happens while it's still dark. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody expects it to happen. They come with tears and they even leave. If you read a Matthew's or a Mark's version, they leave and don't tell anybody because they're afraid uh, and they can't believe the news. Um, but like that whole notion that the actual Easter story as it was lived by people who were there wasn't all, let's break out the trumpets. The thing we expected to happen, happened exactly the way we planned for. I'm so mm-hmm. glad I happened to have brought these lilies. But like, it was hurried and frightened and scared. And it took the early followers of Jesus a long time to wrap their brains around with Jesus' help. How how do we live out our lives now if the thing we thought was, was certain of death isn't? And how do we reorient our understanding of who God is if God's way isn't to stop death from happening, but to come through death into resurrection. That means rethinking everything. And that, that, that anxiety, I, I guess I appreciate a hidden text that can name that for me. Mm-hmm. So much, it seems that what I've heard, and honestly, what I've even taught about Easter is based off the theology that we have built over the last 2000 years and not necessarily on the actual events of the, you know, <laughs> right. of that day. I mean, it, it is the actual event of that day. You know, Jesus is risen. Yes, that, that's, that is Easter. But the emotions, the feelings, the, the craziness of that day, yeah. again, kind of gets left behind for this joy and triumph, um, which is part of it too, but it takes, you know, right. it's, it's hard for us to put ourselves in the, in, the place of the disciples um because we've heard the story so often we know john 20 by heart basically you know we we know how the story goes um and so it's hard to put ourselves in those shoes and be like wait a second what, what just happened yeah 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 and I, I guess i think we wrestled too with like the the even though as you say over two thousand years ago uh over the course of two thousand years of thinking about this the, this story doesn't surprise us like or catches off guard like the first disciples um but sometimes that makes us then numb toward the the reality of the world still feels awfully broken i mean like you know the Mm -hmm. the the disciples were under no illusions that death still sure looked like it had uh you know a stranglehold on the world because jesus had died um and for us we're so quick to everything is fine because we get to go to heaven okay but like how do we deal with the world sure feels terrible and broken now. How do we how do we speak to people in the midst of that? How do we speak to folks who are who are those named in, in this hymn text as you know, those who are oppressed, those who are suffering, those who hurt, and say something more than just um, you know, buck up and keep going because one day you'll get to go somewhere else. Like that's a part of what we have to say. But is there something that we're called to say or do in the midst of this world, this reality too? Because again, I think it's important that the Christian story is not Jesus dies and then left a post-it note saying, I'll see you guys in heaven where it'll be great. But Jesus returns to life in this world. He hangs out with his disciples, eats mm-hmm. fish and bread in this world, goes fishing and walks, you know, like does stuff with real people and doesn't immediately 
immediately tell his followers, let's all beam up to heaven now, but sends us into this, this world, this reality, not just some future one. And if, if that's where we're called to spend our lives of faith, then part of what we need to be able to say is more than just, um, it's terrible now, it'll get better after you die. So um, I guess those are the things I want you all to get to hear about this hymn text. Um, and we appreciate everybody else who's been listening to being a part of this series. Um, hopefully you're getting to hear or have already gotten to uh, participate in some of those blessed songs, whether watching them on a screen or live in person or something in these days. But thanks for helping us unpack these uh, hymn texts here this Easter season here on Crazy Faith Talk. Yeah. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.